There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Rank. The concept is simple. Me and a guest sit down, we have a topic, and it's time to rank them. Five apiece. You get it? Good. Let's dig on in. With me is Joseph Scrimshaw. Oh, I am ready to rank them. I love ranking them. <laughs> Let's rank them. It's Star Wars Ranked. You know, ranks and lists are a big part of Star Wars, Joseph. It's it's important to sit down and put things in an order that we all can understand. How can you understand things without numbers? You need numbers in a reverse order. <laughs> and that's what we do here. And this one was suggested inadvertently. It was actually sent to the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars 
It was a great question, and I was going through that, recording that last week. Uh, as, as many of you know, we tried to alternate spotlight Star Wars, Star Wars ranked on Saturdays for now. You never know. It could be a full-time thing. Who knows? We'll see. Um, and a great uh, a question came in from Star Wars Apologist, at SW Apologist. Um, his name is Dave, Dave Clarkson, and he asked us this question. Uh, he said, uh, what uh, side characters in Star Wars, of course, do you believe altered the history of the Star Wars universe the most? And he included a picture of Poplu high upon a <laughs> speeder bike. So, Joseph, that got me thinking, this this is something for you, this is something for me to break down in Star Wars ranks. So today it's going to be minor characters, the top minor characters who affected the fate of the galaxy. Yeah, this demands a little bit of pontification, which it, I think we're good at doing together. We're good at doing together, and you are the master. <laughs> um, so, uh, as always, it is uh, five to one. Uh, that means you're going to have ten total. That's right, guys. For the price of one podcast, you get ten not just a top five, it's a ten list. Um, and this time we guarantee no crossover. Sometimes it's fun to crossover. Uh, Joseph, uh, you and I had some fun researching this. This is right yeah. up your alley, my alley, but definitely your alley. I feel you live in this part of the galaxy. Yeah, I like to think about the what-ifs. I like to think about the the deep sort of thematic ties and what moments make a character the character that they are. And this one really afforded a lot of those opportunities to think about. But it was still, it was still challenging to think about. Very challenging, because sometimes, you know, we have fun with some of the answers. Yeah. Some of them might be a little cute. Some of them might uh, carry some weight. Yeah. And it's trying to find that balance. And also, what is a side or minor character often comes up in debate. Right, because this whole top ten list could be R2, 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 because he rescues right. everybody all the time. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, to be honest, you know, I, I had R2 on my list, and uh, you were almost put R2 on your list. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes we surprise each other, but I felt this one we needed to coordinate a little yeah. bit. And uh, I, I, we've decided, folks, on full disclosure to you, pulling back the curtain, to pull R2 off the list, because then... Is Chewbacca a side character? Yeah. Is Lando a side character? No. Is Wedge Antilles a side character? Yes? No? Now, if Lando's cape had somehow saved the galaxy, <laughs> I would consider that a side character. Right. And uh, there's definitely an honorable mention. I think Wedge is the all-time honorable mention. Absolutely. He's the ultimate, I was going to say side piece, but that's yeah. not quite right. He's the ultimate <laughs> side guy. He's the ultimate wingman. And, and non-sexual wingman, non-sexual Wedge Antilles. Non-sexual wingman. And uh, John Roke and I did our top five like favorite side characters, yeah. and I don't want to confuse the audience this is specific to characters who did things and had moments that affected the fate of the galaxy so yeah. that you get it you're on board let's do it uh first on the list is your number five my number five to my shame I cannot find a name for. Maybe a name exists. Uh, I didn't have time to check my novelization the name might be in the novelization so uh I'm just gonna say the action yes my number five is the rebel who put the Death Star plans through the door instead of trying to push the door open <laughs> and save himself. That's an important one. That's a real important one, yeah. I mean, we could just stop the list. <laughs> it's that important. I mean, the great thing about that whole uh, third act of Rogue One, really all of Rogue One, but it's highlighted in the third act, is that chain of the little choices, everybody who makes a sacrifice. And our, our whole main team does that with all the plugging in of the things and the beaming of this and the flipping of the switches and all that. Right. But that rebel, it is so visceral that yeah. he is, he's tugging on that door. And I think that's what's powerful to me about it is it's relatable. You know that fear of like <laughs> something horrible is coming. Like some of us are just like, 
like that if we see somebody in a store that we don't want to talk right. to and like I gotta get out of Target. You know, you're, you're, you're at a movie theater, you wanna run, you yeah. can't get out, someone's <laughs> sitting next to you buying a ticket, you know, I get it. Yeah, you're I tugging on that door, tugging on that door. And to have that moment to say, I am a part of something larger. Right. I can just put this through the door. I am for sure gonna die in that moment. Yeah. In the moment that I give up opening the door, I mm-hmm. give up my life. Yeah. And I give it up in support of the larger cause of hope and freedom that is on this disc. It is absolutely one of the best self-sacrifices in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he has a name. He has to have a name, and I'm sure we're going to be inundated with tweets. I apologize. (laughs) I did not have time to flip through my novelization. Right. We're on the run tonight. Joseph uh, has got a comedy show tonight. I'm coming back from work. We wanted to get this one in. Um, So, yeah, but that that is absolutely, and and it is, it, I was just rewatching Rogue One again. Awesome. Over the weekend, and um, that that I'm telling you that the third act is still it's great. amazing. And that final moments, I'm sorry, and I don't think a lot of people disagree with this, but it's like does that, once Vader boards that ship, once his shuttle is flying across, every time we get like, oh god, oh, yeah. I feel so scared. Here it comes, here it comes. And that is the personification of that. Yeah. So cheers to you, Rebel, who put the Death Star plans <laughs> through the door instead of saving himself. Hmm. Taking a sip of my hard root beer <laughs> in honor of him. Well, that's your number five. That's a great way to start the list. Um, uh, my number five is, well, he's as clumsy as he is stupid. Yeah. Admiral Kendall Ozzel. Kendall. That's his name. Kendall. That's so his name. So cute. Kendall, Kendall Ozzel. Um, he, here's what I think. Um, it, it, he, he got, as we've learned from the Thrawn novel, Mm-hmm. Um, the Empire wasn't full of the sharpest people. Yeah, that's such a great part of the Thrawn novel. Yeah, there's some clear sharp knives in the toolbox there, mm-hmm. or, the, or the kitchen uh, drawer. Um, I don't think Ozzel was. I think good career at sniffing and licking some boots mm-hmm. to get his way to where he was. So Vader was right, clumsy as he is stupid. And if Ozzel doesn't make that mistake of coming out of hyperspace too close to the system, yeah. They might have caught the rebels unaware. Uh, it's hard to say, could the battle have gone different? We don't know. But if the rebels don't have that time to evacuate, yeah. the rebel alliance very well could have died on Hoth. Absolutely. They could have lost ships. They could have lost a lot more people. Maybe they didn't get the ion cannon firing in time. Right. A lot of things could have, they, they could have, could not have got the, the, the Norwegian uh, ski team out there to defend <laughs> against the Adat. Yeah. Um, uh, Rogue Group could not have gotten their, uh, gotten their harpoons loaded yeah. on, on the T 47s there. So I think it's very important. He affected it in a very unintentional way. Yeah. But yeah, really, it is. It's the ultimate stepping on a but- butterfly because it's just a, being a clumsy right. idiot right. who should not be in charge of a fleet. And it was a harbinger of things to come from the Emperor. Now, I think uh, Piet, Firmus Piet, uh, promoted on the spot, obviously, I think he, I consider him good. I consider him one of the Empire's good leaders and tacticians. Oh, yeah. But even that kind of, Ozzel stepping down against his will, uh, uh, <laughs> like you said, butterfly effect, set and chain reaction, you know, maybe Piet gets uh, promoted on the fly, some people come in behind him and they're not as qualified, we yeah. don't know, and I really think that set the tone for the fall of the Empire. Yeah, absolutely. Rebel lines got away. 
It's Clumsy, that stupid. Mm. <laughs> Ozzel. That's great. Uh, and, uh, you know, General Veers. Uh, you know, he knew it, too. When Veers, oh, Veers is good. When Veers came to Vader, he was like, guess what? I can't wait to tell you this one. <laughs> guess what Kendall did again? Uh, that is my number five. We're off and running. Joseph, what is your number four? My number four is almost uh, exactly at the same time in the same space. Uh, a little bit earlier, it is Zev Seneska. Great choice. Yeah, and uh, everybody will remember Zev Zaneska from his incredibly hopeful, happy line, Echo Bass, this is Rogue 2. I found them. Repeat. I found them. It was so nice he had to say it twice. Repeat. I found them. Uh, So he did something that seems simple. Yeah. Is that he is the person in the snowspeeder who, uh, Rogue 2 on Mm -hmm. Hoth, who finds Luke and Han after the blizzard on Hoth. Right. That, but that's important. It's really important because yeah. that's those little moments that you don't think about where, well, are there a bunch of other pilots? Mm-hmm. And they all kind of know where Luke and Han are and yeah. Zev gets there first. Or right. does, does Zev have an eagle eye? Did he have a better idea based on their trajectory or based on the way the, the snow shifted? Was this skill on Zev's part? If so, if we assume that this is good eye, good skill, good logic on Zev's part, that means he saved the heroes of the rebellion from just freezing, from freezing to, death. to death. From this Obi-Wan appearing to Luke again and going like, seriously, but no. Find, find a way. Zev Get to found them, them, stopped them from freezing to death. And obviously, if Luke and Han freeze to death, it, uh, goodbye rebellion. I mean, that's one, this is one of the definitions of what we're talking about here. This yeah. is a, a, a minor, minor character. With one of the great, that's a great line to an Empire. Repeat, yeah. uh, he says it so well, delivers it. And the actor, uh, I'll look him up, he has since passed away. Yeah. He, he delivers it so well. It's a lot of joy. It's relief. It's morning on Hoth, and everybody's ha- it's positive. It's such a like, fun, positive moment. And then he does uh, sacrifice himself. He goes down yeah. in the battle with the Adats. That's true. But he had that beautiful moment where he changed the fate of the galaxy. Good morning, Hoth. <laughs> I can see that. That is great. Zev coming in at Joseph's number four, a, a pilot in the rebellion, a generally unnamed hero. Yeah. Much like my number four. Though he is named, he is a trivia question that I, I have answered right before. <laughs> uh, Arvel Crynet. Arvel Crynet, of course, most famously known for his uh, heroic sort of self-sacrifice, sort of also he got hit, knocked out of the sky. Uh, his A-Wing crashing into the Super Star Destroyer Executor or Executor, depending on how you want to say it <laughs> or which generation you grew up in. And uh, really, it was him. It was his crash going into the control uh, the control tower, uh, killing Admiral Piet yeah, and his command say. staff, and sending that Super Star Destroyer down to the Death Star, changing Changing the battle of Endor, and perhaps uh, the other than maybe uh, the strike team getting the shield down, mm-hmm. Arvel Krynad's, uh sacrifice uh, may have been the most important action in the battle of Endor. Absolutely, he gives hope to all the other fighters when they see that star destroyer, that super star destroyer, actually go down. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, we can do this, right? And it was right. We'll maybe take a few of them with us, and it leads to it leads to one of I know our favorite moments, which is that Admiral. Bar Sai. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like this. Stuff. This is going to be okay. <sighs> um, the, great moment. And 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 you know, in canon, he has a canon tab, thankfully, and he has appeared now. Uh, he's in the Shattered Empire comics. Okay. Um, so it is uh, a voice only uh, type of situation, I believe, uh, if I'm recalling. Um, so meaning meaning he's 100 percent canon now. Yeah. Um, I think for a long time there was, especially when I was doing Jedi lines and stuff, there was definitely legend stuff 
Oh, yeah. And he was mentioned, uh, and some of the books, there was an award named at, like it was like Aww. an honorary reward uh, and all that kind of stuff. So you go in his Legends tab, uh, not that he's going to appear in Data Bank Brawl anytime soon. <laughs> I don't book that show for you, Joseph. Um, he's got a lot more there, canon a lot less, but that doesn't, t- doesn't take away what he did, and that is change the direction and perhaps the outcome of the Battle of Endor. Yeah, and maybe he could have saved himself, but he chose maybe. not to. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll never really know his <laughs> final moments other than, ah, ah, it's too late. <laughs> All right, that is my number four, four, four. Your number three? My number three is a twofer uh, because two people worked mm. together to do this, so I had to combine them. I didn't want to cheat either Love one, it. and that is Corday teaming up with Captain Typho oh. for the Padme save. Uh, the Corday is the handmaiden mm-hmm. who has taken over once uh, Padme becomes a senator and not queen, and she is the decoy when they land on Coruscant in the beginning of Attack of the Clones right. and gets blown up by Zam Wessel. Mm-hmm. And then feels guilty. Her line is, Milady, I'm so sorry, I've failed you, Senator. And of course, Padme's like, no, you didn't. You, yeah. you, actually, you did exactly what a decoy is supposed to yeah. do. And importantly, this was Captain Typho's idea. He right. demanded it. Of course, Corday was willing. That was her purpose. Not purpose, only yeah. a handmaiden is to be there to be supportive, but also to pretend to right. be Padme, as we saw uh, plenty of in The Phantom Menace, and then we saw play out exactly the way it's kind of sadly planned. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, a little bit of uh, sadness, and some of these characters are changing the fate of the galaxy. <laughs> By dying. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them. But, yeah. you know, that's... Uh, not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. Zev's moment was heroic, <laughs> and, and then he died. <laughs> so, like, three out, two days later? Two, 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 a couple days later? Uh, a day later? I don't know exact timeline. <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, she saved Padme. The, yeah. that, this plan actually did save Padme. We look at it as just like, oh... Right. It's kind of the the death that gets the plot moving so we can find out that, oh, Padme's being hunted by Zam Wessel. That's actually mm-hmm. Django Fett. That's actually the clones. Blah, 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 blah. But uh, if yeah. Corday had not, if Captain Typho had not come up with that and Corday hadn't said, sure, then Padme would have just been blown up. And that's uh, no Luke, no Leia. Right. And maybe changes Anakin's fate. Palpatine yeah. probably has to work a lot harder to get Anakin to turn to the dark side. Right. I think Anakin still does turn eventually, but ugh. More work for Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> More work for Palpatine. Yeah, I don't this mean on Star Wars, the sitcom. I um, feel like I am uh, shortchanging Corday's sacrifice to say no, no. that would have added like a month to Palpatine's timetable. Yeah. I was about to do it. it now is- I have to wait. <laughs> It's it's one of those things where it's the grim you know the grim aspects of war or everything. It's just sometimes this is what doing your job is. Yeah, and, and that that saved uh, Padme and yeah. uh, I th- you know Attack the Clones. Uh, I I list as one of my least favorite of the prequels. I think I even put Phantom Menace above it just in terms of story. Um, but um, Attack the Clones. Uh, that that it, I love that beginning in a way. And I, and there's that moment where Amidala's like you know. Should have done this. This is like this is too big for me, and I yeah. like I like that Typho is just like she did her job. That's that's exactly what she was there for. Yeah, but I've always sensed, always sensed. You tell me if I'm wrong. Joseph. Okay, Typho Corday, maybe they held some hands at one point in their life. Oh, really? Yeah, there seemed to be. He was like he, he seemed to be. Yeah, upset. A little moved by, it, but yeah. like, but it had to. Do his job as well. Yeah, I think he was thinking about just uh, Panaka being retired, <laughs> taking it easy, and he was having to make the hard choices and put Corday in harm's way. But she did put herself in harm's way, and I think she changed right. the fate of the galaxy. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a good number three. My number three is inspired by uh, the man who created this list. We already mentioned him, and that is Poplu. Oh, beautiful. My favorite drunk Ewok. I'm convinced <laughs> Poplo is the wild friend in the Ewok party. Oh, for sure. That they're like, Poplo, get down from that. Come on, Poplo, don't oh, yeah. do it. He has full, filled his blowing horn with uh, some sort of <laughs> Ewok booze. <laughs> <laughs> Poplo, of course, decided to take matters into his own hands. And when the Rebel Alliance strike team, led by Han Solo, called the Pathfinders, by the way, as I learned when I came in second place in a trivia <laughs> contest with Michelle Boyd on May the 4th, uh, geeks who, who drink uh, their contest down in Anaheim, uh, never heard that term really in my life, that that was the strike team called uh, name that it was called Pathfinder. Yeah, it's, it's in Shattered Empire, right? I, it I is. I think believe so. In a, no, that's what the yeah. the team is called in Rogue One as well, in Scarif. Yeah, yeah. That, so, that has now become canon for like elite team. Elite team. So, you know what? I've heard it. I've definitely read Shattered Empire. Yeah. Didn't remember. <laughs> Understandably that, that so. That Kes Dameron was part. I, go, I know who Kes Dameron <laughs> is. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. Poplu, well, the Pathfinders couldn't find their way in. While Han Solo and Chewie were thinking of what to do, I believe our friend has gone and done something a little rash. It was Poplu who decided to steal the speeder bike, and uh, as we know, three biker scouts took off, leaving one uh, one behind to be easily overpowered by Han Solo, and Captain Rex would later wear his armor. <laughs> for no practical reason that we see on screen. Just <laughs> nope. for old time's sake. Just for old time's sake. <laughs> you know, now it even makes more. Oh, gosh. It does. You're, you're, you're geniuses over there at Lucasfilm. That makes even more sense that Rex would be like, oh, I know how to put this on. <laughs> um, and Poplo, you know, he could have died. I don't think he cared. I think he, in his own Ewok way, knew what he had to do as well. This is a guy, a side character, taking matters into his own hands. Yeah. And I love the picture that um, Dave at Star Wars Apologist sent. It's a, it's it's uh, like a pencil drawing of, of Poplu just holding on for dear life <laughs> on that speeder bike. But if you look closely on this drawing, and and maybe I'll tweet it out from the the uh, the four center page uh, on on the day of this release, uh, you'll probably see it. There's a smile on his face. Oh, of course there is, because he was having fun. That was a joy ride. Yes. It was a practical joy ride. Yes. But it was a joy ride. And one of my favorite parts of this ride is when he starts to lose control, but his hands flail. That's <laughs> just a great moment. Yeah. And as, oh, it's great. As much as the Ewoks are maligned, and sometimes I malign them. Yes. I've always loved Poplu. I, I think he's important. In my darkest moments of Ewok <laughs> hatred that our partner Jennifer has helped me through uh, a great deal and um, so many other people who do not hate the Ewoks but in my darkest moments I, I clung to Paplu yeah because he took action and he took action <laughs> like a crazy little drunk guy yeah the oven nubbing all over the place and just uh, going for it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah and I, I really like now that they're called the Pathfinders yeah because it seems like this weird sort of Ewok wisdom of like sometimes the right path is the wrong direction <laughs> I'll just zip on this speeder bike, go the wrong way, as hard as I can. <laughs> I also love that, uh, you know, we don't give the Ewoks a lot of credit. Uh, you know, Wookiees get all the credit for being able to uh, pilot ships and mm-hmm. uh, have the mechanical side here. And uh, uh, Poplu knew right away what to do. Yeah. He, he cranked that shaft, man, and he, <laughs> he knew what to do. <laughs> Hashtag Poplu cranks the shaft. Uh, he no pictures for that one. No, and please, no, no pictures. pictures for that one. That's my number three. <laughs> We're up to number two, and your choice, Joseph. Number two, and the darkness continues, Ken. Dun, this dun, is dun. perhaps the darkest. Uh, this is a group. Uh, it is the Tusken Raiders mm. who kidnapped Shmi. Wow. Yeah, and I really think is horrific and dark as it is, they... <laughs> 
they really changed you, a lot. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, so the act of kidnapping Shmi, uh, and I don't know if in, well, I guess the this the party line is still the books are canon until they're not. Until they're not, right. So I believe in the Attack of the Clones novelization, uh, they communicated that the Tusken Raiders didn't like all these humans encroaching, and they mm-hmm. would capture humans, and they would uh, test their limits by torturing them so they understood what they were dealing with. Wow. Which gave a little bit more yeah. context. I mean, it's still like horrific. Yeah. But at least there's like a, this tiny bit of context. So it's not just sure. unreasonable animal. I mean, it is still unreasonable. <laughs> uh, that was the hard route you're yeah. talking. Yeah. It is a bad thing that the Tusken Raiders <laughs> did. I want to be very clear on that. <laughs> anyway, the Tusken Raiders kidnapping Shmi. So that, of course, draws Anakin to Tatooine, mm-hmm. and it causes Anakin to slaughter them, which is his first true moment of dark side. Yeah. Of, like, there's no reason he has to slaughter them. Right. The women, the children. Uh, so he probably feels a little bit of that power. Mm-hmm. And also, we learn in Revenge of the Sith that he confesses this mm-hmm. to uh, Palpatine. And that mm-hmm. must be one of, like, Palpatine's happiest, proudest days. Yeah. When Anakin comes to him and said, I slaughtered a bunch of killed, people that killed them all. Killed them all. Cool. Uh, so, you know, cool. it, it harkens his road. Uh, it, it hurries him on down the dark yeah. side path. Do you think Palpatine was like, wait, wait, the women and the children? <laughs> <laughs> all of them. It happened. <laughs> what did it sound like? Yeah. Uh, it is important. I mean, you, yeah. you, Palpatine cites it later on. Like, he does. It's, and it's there's something that, that's uh, there. That, yeah. the, they made the dumb joke of what did it sound like. But the, in Revenge yeah. of the Sith, there's that little echo of the yeah. Tuscan Raider sound. Um, yeah. So, and then I think as much as we make fun of the uh, awkwardness or maybe the poor execution of Anakin mm-hmm. admitting the slaughter to Padme, the whole trauma created by the Tuscan yeah. Raiders kidnapping Shmi does bring them together. Mm-hmm. Because he has been trying to, depending on how you interpret Attack the Clones, trying to be uh, put on a show and act tough and act bossy and this is where he is just vulnerable and he's just himself of his mother's in danger and Padme's right. of course let's go and then when he confesses to her that he slaughtered them mm-hmm. uh, I think she is she wants to help people who are who are struggling and tortured and she sees right. that he's struggling and tortured and she tries to help him so I think they don't come together right. at least not immediately without the Tusken Raiders kidnapping Shmi mm. Uh, and also, if they don't come to Tatooine, uh, R2 and 3PO don't uh, true. hook up again, as it were, <laughs> <laughs> and go off on all their adventures. Right. That's uh, that that that's a good choice. As yeah, Tuscan Raiders, they're now, good with dominoes. Now, as a as a two A, could we put some of the blame on Cleeg Lars? Absolutely. For not finding her. Yeah. Because if he'd gone out and find her, found her himself, and, yeah. and, and not lost a leg or something, uh, yeah, maybe Anakin turns out okay. Yeah, he still had three <laughs> limbs. He could have. He, That's yeah. true. Are they not making money at the moisture farm? Yeah, they could have gone and hired some on? bounty hunters. What's going on there? Yeah. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> I love that. That is. That is. That is. As I would expect, nothing less would be just a poignant, <laughs> poignant, poignant. Number two was Tuscan Raiders. Uh, number two for me, recent addition. He's relatively new to our Star Wars canon and minds. It is Lor Santeca. Oh, that's a good one. So, as we are here launching a new saga, uh, 7, 8, 9, and beyond, um, this all definitely and quite literally begins with Lor Santeca. Luke Skywalker's gone missing. He's vanished, as it were. And we need to find him. And this is the man who, who, who knows where to find Luke, where two warring factions now are trying to find him, find this piece of information. And he has kept it for a long time. And I can't imagine this is the only time he's faced some uh, obstacles in holding on to this. 
this. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And also, it's important to note that, you know, he built, Lor Santeca built up this relationship with Luke starting what we believe uh, shortly after Jedi, that they're going to go on these uh, adventures maybe uh, to find some relics and help Luke in this pursuit, and he's close to the family. So he's a a character that's very important that we've uh, yet to learn. Um, And I think without him literally saying, here, you know, this is begin to make things right. Yeah. That uh, That is our MacGuffin. That yes. starts a new saga. Right. And without uh, the Jedi, there can be no balance. Right. Which really ties to what story we're going to get in The Last Jedi. Right. Learn so much more about Jakku maybe being a place of some kind of importance. Is he there mm-hmm. watching over Rey? Is it a coincidence? So he could even right. have more effects on the galaxy that we don't even know yet. Right. A lot going on on Jakku. Yeah. A lot happening on Jakku, let the sea. And, and uh, um, him, him uh, you know, uh, being at that village and being part of the Church of Force, he's got a lot to him. And again, it is that moment of, of handing that map over. Yeah. That, that is where we are now. Getting everything moving, everything rolling. That is my number two. So as uh, we like to do before we go to number one, we'll switch it up, but also recap. Uh, we got at number five, we've got I've got Admiral Ozzel. You've got the rebel who put the Death Star plans through the door instead of saving himself. <laughs> and my number four is A-Wing pilot Arvel Krynid. And my number four is Zev Seneska, Hoth pilot. Mm-hmm. Number three, I got drunk Poplu stealing the speeder bike. <laughs> number three, I got Corday and her sacrifice as planned by Captain Typho. That's right. And I've got number two, Lord Santec, as we just discussed. And my number two is Tusken Raiders who kidnap Shmi. <sighs> Skywalker. It's, it's so deep, brutal. It's a deep pick. It's a brutal one. I love that pick. So uh, I will go first, my number one. So my guest will close out the show. And uh, this one, I, I thought long and hard. There were some other choices, Joseph. Okay. Um, I really wanted to put Boss Nass on this list at some yeah. point. His agreeing to be part of this war at Phantom Menace, yeah. maybe one of those things that set directions and things in motion. And all. Wadu was another one I thought about. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, him purchasing Anakin and Shmi at some point led to this, led to that. You can make that kind of argument. There were some others on the list, too. You had yeah. some, too. Uh, um, but I'll, I'll let you just, just give your okay. uh, best ofs when you get there. Uh, um, uh, my number one is Jedi Master Zypho Dias. Oh. Jedi Master Zypho Dias ordered the clone army. Um, that is a horrible uh, uh, Lama Su and Tonway. Um, so pretty pretty simple. He, he, he is mentioned. He was a typo, by the way. Supposed to be Sidious. Right. And then it turns into Zypho Dias, and Lucas says, keep it. I like it. He's a new character. And through the Clone Wars, a little bit, he was built out. We finally get to see what he looked like. We finally get to learn a little bit more. And he is, you hear me mention on the show a lot, I don't talk about, uh, I, I don't talk about, um, Gray Jedi yeah. that much, but I talk about my rebel Jedis. Yeah. I talk about my Jedis that do things outside of the box. The Jedi who are struggling. That's right. And Zyphodeus looked towards the future, and he saw and he felt a war was a-coming. And he felt the Republic was not ready, and he felt that maybe the Jedi were not uh, capable or ready or even interested in being part of this. So he yeah. took it upon himself. Mm. Literally by himself, decides to go order a clone army. <laughs> it's not like it in an Outburger. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a big deal. Camino's hard to find. Not hidden. Yeah, Camino was very hard to find. It's, it's not one of the, 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 you know, a lot of people aren't coming in and out of Camino yeah. with stuff to do. So he goes and orders this. I don't know with whose credit card. I don't know what he does. Uh, hi, I'm from the, I think, I think he just did like the, put it on my room. Are you staying here? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm in room two for the yeah. 71. And then he figures like the Republic will be too embarrassed <laughs> right. to not pay for it. Which I got to think that happened. When Yoda goes to Kamino later on that we yeah. don't see, gets there. Yeah. Hi, Lama Sue. You, how are you? Uh, I understand <laughs> we ordered a clone army. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's my black credit card. It's got a lot of lot of room on it. Run it. We'll take it. Yeah. I feel bad. Put a lot of work into this. Yeah. For as much as George Lucas liked to dig into the realities of finance and commerce <laughs> in the prequels, we really didn't get a much about the uh, flow of the, yeah. of Jedi money. We didn't get that. Now, of course, I know at some point Dooku comes sweeping in, and they got Jango Fed and yeah. uh, all those kind of things. And there's maybe perhaps more answers there. But I really think that this Jedi Master going against the Jedi in a way, yeah, going against the Republic, gives us everything that we know: the Clone Wars, the series, the, the not just the entertainment, but the in story. That's the only reason the Republic was able to uh, withstand. And then, of course, Palpatine, the Phantom Menace that he is, flips it all around, and the clone army becomes his army and his first round of stormtroopers and his first round of his Imperial army. That's very important. That, to me, is is where we're at. Yeah, and it is. We go. It's a very confusing mess around there. And, and yeah. maybe uh, somebody sent in a question for Star Wars Council. Maybe we'll try to unpack all mm-hmm. of that. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, it, the fact that he went and ordered the army, he also gave uh, confusion as a gift to the Sith, whether he intended to right. or not, because everybody's like, Sifo-Dyas ordered this, okay, who, what? Mm-hmm. And there's confusion abounds, thanks yeah. to Sifo-Dyas. Yeah, I and mean, there's some good stuff there. I am I am reading a little bit. looks like uh, Tyrannus, Dooku, um, and Sidious funded. Like, they walked in and were like, we... We'll take it. Okay, yes. We'll so, cover for our friend. Right. So he puts in the order, and they mm-hmm. come in and yeah. say, we're good for it. Xiphidius is an interesting character from Mace Windu. Prior to the blockade of Naboo, Xiphidius sat on this council until we judged his ideas to be too extreme. Yeah, but his ideas were probably not too extreme, right? Probably not. Or maybe is it the sort of like Oedipus Rex kind of, he mm. made his own fears come true, right. much like Anakin did. Or me with dating. So <laughs> that is my number one Jedi Master, Zypho Dias. That's great. Your number one, sir? My number one in a sort of mirror, as George Lucas would say, a poetry with my number five, <laughs> I don't have a name. My number one is the first ordered TIE fighter pilot, who blew up that quad jumper. That's genius. That, I mean, yeah, it's one of the most exciting moments of The Force Awakens. It's still exciting to me, even without the reveal of the Millennium Falcon, but Ray and Finn, they're running to that quad jumper. That's what they're trying to get to. And then a TIE fighter pilot blows it up, and they turn and they go to the Millennium Falcon. Right. And you could think like, oh, well, yeah, that's fun, because it's we have our relationship as fans with the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. But... The only reason Han gets pulled back into everything yeah. is because his sensors are set on right. the Irvana. His yeah. big, dumb, clunky ship with Chewie <laughs> are set to look for the Falcon. Yeah. So maybe uh, Han does not get pulled back into right. everything. Maybe the events of The Force Awakens do not unspool the way we're familiar with. There is also the matter of, well, do Ray and Finn, does Ray really like awaken? Because mm-hmm. her, her actual Force Awakening is piloting. Mm. The Falcon. Right, right. Uh, because the whole there has been an awakening is immediately after that, pretty much. Right. Uh, so maybe she doesn't awaken on a quad jumper. <laughs> and how far is a quad jumper taking you? Yeah, because I know? think there's a line about, like, it just does jumps. It's yeah. it's a jumper. It's not, yeah. like, go anywhere, do anything like the Falcon can. Just try to get to the next port. Uh, and also, you know, she, she just wants to go back to Jakku, so yeah. she doesn't get picked up by Han. Yeah. Does she just go right back to Jakku. Finn's stuck right back there. 
Yeah, drinking out of that trough. <laughs> drinking out of that trough. None before. of it happens. And they don't, uh, I guess they've got BB 8 with them, so maybe BB 8 tells them where the resistance base is. Yeah, maybe at one point BB 8's like, hey, all right, fine, here's what's going on. But I seriously, you got to go to the resistance base, guys. Maybe, Please. maybe. But certainly Han Solo does not get sucked into it, and the Falcon does not return to its glory. So to that unnamed First Order pilot, our, our hats off to you yeah. for, for really, truly uh, uh, changing uh, the fate of the galaxy. That is uh, that is our list personified, Joe. Yeah, it is. Cheers to you, First Order Cheers TIE Fighter Pilot. Cheers to you. Just, just doing your job, <laughs> but like uh, pulling a string off a ball of yarn, you uh, got to the center of the story. My dumb honorable mention mm-hmm. was whoever was operating the doors on Cloud City that made sure that Luke made his way to Vader. Might have been Lobot against his will. Might have been Lobot. Might have been just some Imperial tech. <laughs> make sure he finds his way here. Make sure. And the doors close at the exact right time. Uh, another Open on, up at the right uh, time. Honorable mention is uh, one of your favorites is Boshek. We, yeah. we thought about putting him on absolutely, the list. Absolutely. Absolutely. The guy who's like, yeah. nah, I don't want to pilot you. But if maybe he, this guy. If he takes the job, we've got an entirely new. <laughs> entirely different. We don't even have a Star Wars. <laughs> we really don't. We don't even have that. Guys, that is our list. It is the uh, ten uh, side characters that changed the fate of the Star Wars galaxy. I'm sure you'll have some opinions, mm-hmm. thoughts, and even names to add to the list. You know what to do. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked, uh, and uh, you can uh, join that conversation and uh, let us know maybe some ideas for future episodes. I'd love to hear from you guys. It definitely is fun. Uh, don't forget we are on iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, and review there. It helps us there. You can follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod as we push toward 2000. And, yeah, we have launched the Patreon page. Some of you have jumped on to support us. We we appreciate that. This is our passion, and it is also our business, so we appreciate any uh, help. And if you just want to listen, enjoy the rankings and uh, talk about what Paplu does or does not do. Uh, <laughs> that is fine as well. Um, Joseph, uh, thank you, as always, for bringing so much depth to a topic that some people might think depth doesn't belong. Oh, no, it's so deep. It's so deep. I'm so deep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love doing it. And you can follow Joseph at Joseph Scrimshaw. You always got some wonderful ventures. Yep. I uh, got a lot of uh, shows coming up, a few conventions this summer, so you can find out all about all my comedy adventures, my other podcast, Obsessed. That's all on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Absolutely. Follow me at Ken Amsack, like I said, at Four Center Pod, like our Facebook page. And that is it, guys. Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.